Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <clears throat> All right. Welcome back to College Football Breakdown. I'm your host, as always, Coach Graff. I uh, want to thank anybody who's out there watching. I uh, really appreciate the, the support. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, we're going to dive right in here. It's a Monday night. Just uh, watched the Kansas City Chiefs defeat the New England Patriots. That was, that was fun. And then uh, Green Bay kind of put it on Atlanta. Atlanta's now on four. May see our second head coach fired. Um, we saw Bill O'Brien fired for the Texans. And now I would not be surprised to see Dan Quinn um, – be shown the door, but you never know, I guess. Um, anyway, <clears throat> this is a college football show, obviously. So we are going to uh, do what we always do, check out some film of some young, impressive talent. Um, but first, I want to kind of go over some of the scores that we saw over the weekend. It's a good college football. Um, I think last week, in my opinion, is probably better. Um but there, there are some, there are some good games. We're getting kind of into the, the meat of it now. Um, when we actually see, uh, you know, obviously, most conferences or, or all conferences are playing just conference schedules, so it's you know every game's important. But um, yeah, BYU was impressive again, uh, 45-14 win. They're undefeated, ranked number twenty-two uh, at the time of the game. Zach Wilson. Is you know I, I kind of brought him up last week, but he's he's doing good things. Clemson did Clemson things, took care of business against Virginia, forty-one twenty-three. Uh, one of our subjects today, um, John Mechie, a receiver for Alabama. Alabama just keeps reloading. I mean, there's no other way to put it. It's just when one you know they lose they lose Jerry Judy to the NFL, um, they lose Henry Ruggs to the NFL. Well, I mean they still got Jalen Waddle and and um, Devonte Smith, and then all of a sudden, here comes John Mechie, sophomore, uh, who went off against Texas A&M. Alabama ended up winning that game, fifty-two to twenty-four, uh, and Mechie had five receptions, one hundred eighty-one yards, and two touchdowns. So, here's another Alabama receiver out there, and there's going to be plenty more, you know, down the road. Alabama's just loaded every single year. Um, <clears throat> all right, and then uh, yeah, Florida beat South Carolina, thirty-eight twenty-four. The Georgia-Auburn game, I was really disappointed by. I was, I, was, I was really hoping that would be a much better game. really wasn't. Uh, Georgia's quarterback woes. Say what you will. Uh, they got the job done. Zamir wide on the ground, had a couple touchdowns. Um, and uh, Kyrus Jackson, the receiver for Georgia, had a big day. Um, 
with uh, about 150 yards through the air. And then, uh, yeah, Georgia won that one 27 to 6. So it was a top 10 matchup. You'd think it'd be better, um, but it really wasn't. Uh, Texas, after escaping Texas Tech last week in overtime, not so lucky, not so lucky, uh, dropped a game to TCU 33-31. So Texas is now 2-1. and one. And then Oklahoma, <clears throat> excuse me, Oklahoma uh, faced another one of our subjects tonight. Um, Iowa State running back Brees Hall. I brought him up last week and in, in, in saying how I wanted him to be a subject soon. And tonight is when he's going to be a subject. So uh, the running back for Iowa State had a big game again. Uh, he, he seems to be racking those up the longer he's playing. Um, at 139 yards on the ground, two touchdowns um, as Iowa State pulled the upset over Oklahoma 37-30. Oklahoma is now 1-2 and two on the season. So it is what it is. I don't think we'll be seeing a Big 12 representative in the playoff unless Oklahoma State runs the table. And, you know, I don't know, though. I doubt it. I doubt we see a Big 12 representative this year. Um, and other scores, I mean, nothing really jumps out. Uh, Memphis lost, but they haven't really played while SMU brings their record four now. So I'm sure they will be in the top 25 come ranking time. They might already be out actually. I haven't checked, but uh, North Carolina state beating Pittsburgh by one point. That was a, that was a good game. That was, a, that was a good contest. Um, probably the best one of the entire week and everything else was kind of, you know, meh. Um, the Arkansas Mississippi state, Mississippi state came crashing back down to earth uh, following their win over LSU last week. And then LSU, the opposite. They uh, got back in the winning column with a big blowout of Vanderbilt, forty-one to seven. Uh, Miles Brennan, the new quarterback there at LSU, kind of got things figured out. It seems uh, over three hundred thirty yards passing, four touchdowns through the air. Terrace Marshall um, only had two catches on the day, but he turned those two catches into touchdowns, uh, which uh, is a big deal. So, all right, those are the the the, the highlights, in my opinion. Um, you know. But yeah, we are we're going to check out the Iowa State running back Brees Hall, um, who is only a sophomore. Uh, he was a true freshman last year. He was a Big 12 freshman of the year. He a, a couple of publications had him as a freshman All-American. Um, but last year he had just shy of 900 yards. He rushed for nine touchdowns. Um, he was also a pretty good threat in the receiving game, had over 250 yards receiving on the season. Um, and then this year, he's off to a fantastic start. He's already scored six touchdowns on the ground, um, uh, just shy of 400 yards. He's averaging six yards a carry, and uh, and they're three games in. So Brees Hall has been doing big things, and he he he's going to be a, a very well-known name, if not already, he's going to be. Um, yeah, we're going to check out his film from last year uh, against Texas. Um, he's an interesting prospect I, I, there's he doesn't seem he didn't jump off the page at you but he did when you dive into the film he does a lot of little things right and and when it comes to patience i really haven't seen patience like this from a running back really that uh i could think of other than Le'Veon bell Le'Veon bell is one of the most patient runners i've ever seen um but Brees hall is very very patient he he waits for his opportunities and then as soon as he hits him he strikes and he's a dangerous runner uh he's a tough runner 
he's a big body too, a great NFL size. He is 6'1", 215 pounds, a Wichita, Kansas native, went to uh, Northwest High School there in Wichita. Uh, I, I believe last last week I mentioned he, he does come from um, some NFL lineage. He's, his cousin is Roger Craig, who is the 88 Offensive Player of the Year for the NFL, um, known primarily for the 49ers, you know, the one of the greatest high-knee runners I've ever seen. I think he was the first one to ever uh, – running back to ever – rush for a thousand and, and catch a thousand. I think he was the first 1000, 1000 guy. <clears throat> and then uh, his stepfather, I know they don't show, share any genes or DNA or whatever, but his stepfather did play at Nebraska and he was a running back for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFL. So he does come from an NFL family. Um, I do think with his size, with his production that we've seen, I think we will see him in the NFL. He And he's got another year left. He's only a sophomore. Um, so we will see him next year. Again, that's Brees Hall. We're going to get into his film um, just here shortly. But the next guy we're going to go over uh, after Hall is John Mechie, who really, you know, I just mentioned a little bit ago, burst onto the scene for Alabama against Texas A&M. Uh, big receiving day um, for Mechie. He's, he's also a true sophomore. He's, he's a six-foot, 195 guy, um, just another one of those guys that Alabama has stashed away for the future. And well, the future is now for Mechie. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by him now. Um, you know, and I don't think this is a one game wonder. I don't think this was his, like his, his, this wasn't his moment. You know what I mean? Like this was his, just the beginning. He, he's going to have many more moments like this. This was just the first one. Um, but it's not his only one. Um, so he, he's going to be a big time receiver. Good size, good speed, very fluid, very smooth, uh, good route runner. Um, you know, all the things you want to check off. But, again, long way to go before we can, you know, call him the next Julio Jones, the next Amari Cooper, the next Jerry Judy. You know, if you want to, you know, put Jerry Judy on that pedestal already. But, anyway, all right, first off, we're going to get into Brees Hall and, uh, and see what he has to offer in way of running back play. Okay. All right. Here we go. Brees Hall. Uh, this was 2019 uh, against Texas. Uh, and he, he, he ended up having a over 100-yard game in this one. Um, I don't remember the exact totals, but he did eclipse the century mark. Okay. All right, he is number 28. There you go. Got the little arrow pointing him out. Um, as you can see, he's, he doesn't seem like – he's not the fastest guy on the field, but he's a tough runner. He's, he's, he plays with balance. He plays with, uh, you know, good vision. He plays downhill. He rarely, you know, tries to do too much. Uh, he, he does the right stuff almost all the time. Here, he, you know – the line's doing a great job getting a good push. There's no trash. There's no garbage. So he's just staying on his path. And the moment he breaks, he sees a little hole, breaks one tackle, breaks another, stays on his feet, lower his shoulder. You know, he, he's constantly gaining yardage. Um, and again, this isn't like a, like he had to do too much here. Look at that. I mean, there's nobody there. Boom. You see a subtle hole here, little plant in, plant in the ground, and then go up again. Great balance. 
doing a decent job of protecting that ball, which is obviously uh, numero uno in terms of running back fundamentals. Protect the ball. Protect the ball. All right. Here we go. Now we see him as a as a lead blocker here. You know, he doesn't put anybody on his on their butt. He doesn't do that. But you know what? He gets the job done, and that's all that matters. You know, he might get razzed a little bit for this, but you know what? That's fine. Boom. You do your job. You spring purdy for, for a little bit. Uh, you pick up the first off color you see. You know, that's that's all right by me. I like it. Yeah, you you know. Didn't lay anybody out, but you don't necessarily have to lay anybody out to get a to get a good decent block. Um, so yeah, no problems there. Good play by a uh, good play by Hall. Does little things. He's not a he's not a diva. Obviously, he doesn't mind if he's toting the rock or if he's uh, you know a lead blocker for a play. And and and, and keep in mind, he was a, a true freshman at this point. He was a true freshman, so he's obviously not afraid. He, he's not afraid to you know go one-on-one -on -one with, with, with a linebacker at the D1 level as, as a, you know, 18, 19 year old freshman. So the kid's got gumption, which is a, uh, which is a good thing. That That's something I see in that play. That's something I see. He's not backing down from anybody. And the older he gets, the more experience he gets, that stuff, he'll start laying people out, you know, stronger and more developed he gets. All right, here we go. And here we go again, just very subtle. His movements are very subtle. He doesn't, you know, I mentioned earlier, he doesn't leap off the page, um, but just this little subtle, he doesn't just, all right, there you go. You know, it was a good read by Purdy. Uh, he sees a defender being flat-footed. <clears throat> so right here, the, the receiver, or no, not the receiver, the defender here, um, obviously not going to make a play on the running back and, and uh, Hall knows he has a lead blocker here, so he's going to come up, press a little bit, and then just bounce into the hole and go because he knows this guy isn't going to get him. Press and bounce. There you go. Lowers your shoulder. I love the way the kid runs. Um, not a blazer. He's not going to blow anybody away with a with a 40 time, but he's just a good, solid running back. Yeah, that, that's a good run there. That's a good run there. And the kid, I've noticed watching this film, he likes the spin move, which kind of makes me a little bit nervous. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the spin move, but, you know, that, that it just can cause a lot of problems. But, you know, if, if it's done right, it could be one of the most dangerous plays in a, in a football player's arsenal. But, again, it just makes me nervous to, to see people utilize it too often. I have seen him utilize that a lot. Uh, but it, right here, I would like him to kind of stay tighter. Uh, he, he's a little too wide. You know, now you, you can see him kind of starting to get on the right path. He needs to be here the whole time. Um, so that's a little point of improvement, just a better angle on his on his handoff. Um, that way you don't have to, you know, round it and then get into the hole. You just downhill, burst through it. You know, that he finally gets on the path and then, you know, the little spin move and continues to get a couple more yards. But again, just a little thing to improve on. He's right here. It's very easy to just come straight downhill and hit that hole right there. But, but instead, he kind of gets lateral with it, and then he gets back on his course. But I'd rather him just go just go downhill. There's no need for that little that little bubble, if you will. I'm not sure what to call it. But, yeah, just a little thing that you can fix and practice really, really easily. 
again, here's a here's a perfect example of his patience. A perfect example of his patience. And this is what I this play so much reminds me of uh, of Le'Veon Bell and what what Le'Veon Bell did uh, at Michigan State and when he got to the pros with the Steelers and and he's hurt this season. He's with the Jets now, but no. And his prime, you know, when when the the killer bees and the Steelers with Antonio Brown, Big Ben, and, and Le'Veon Bell. Um, and Bell did this a lot. You know, he would, you know, there, there's a, there's a fine line between just sitting back there dancing and then being patient and waiting for your moment. And this is patience. This is absolute patience by Brees Hall. And it's, it's, it's a thing of beauty. He's going to, you know, he's going to, I don't want to say take his time, but he's going to be patient uh, coming up to the line, reading the line of scrimmage. Uh, seeing where that hole is going to be. And as soon as he sees that hole, he's going to burst through it and he's going to find his second gear. Uh, and then he's going to go and, and get some yardage. Patient, patient, go. There he goes. I like it. I love that run. And then you can see him carrying that pile. Um, his linemen and, and, and tight ends are getting in there to help. But uh, this is a very solid run for Brees Hall. Probably, the, probably my favorite one I've seen of his so far. I love the patience, patient, patient, and then you go. Such a such a good fluid run. Uh, that's an NFL run right there. That's an NFL caliber run. You don't you don't see it. a lot of guys, a lot of guys his age, and, and really just a lot of guys in general are boom. They're just bursting through. They're, they're hitting the hole as hard as they can. They're running, which is fine. I mean, that, everybody likes a hard runner. That's what you want. But man, patience is, well, as they say, a virtue. So, uh, and, and that that's probably no more true than anywhere else in football. Um, and just, yeah, you can see it. You can see it start developing here. I mean, there's nothing, you know, if he were to just lower his shoulder and get his nose in there, he's just running into the back of a lineman and he might get two, three yards because the piles is going to, is going to crumble beneath him. But since he's patient and waits for his lineman to actually engage and drive, and then you start to see gaps in the line. And now you can go. Now they're starting to engage. Now they're starting to get separation. And that's when he lowers and goes and gets that hole and goes and gets the yardage. So that is, um, that's a good run. I love it. I love to see that from a young man. Okay. Uh, here's another very patient run. Uh, and it is, his movements are, uh, I said it before, just so subtle, so quick. Uh, it's really even hard to tell he's what he's doing. But right here, very patient, letting everything develop in front of him. Um, you know, he's not jogging, but he is taking his time. Maybe, maybe a little too much time. Uh, but again, it works. He does a great, he does a great job. And boom, there is a little, little shoulder shrug. Lets that block develop. And as soon as he gets into open space, he accelerates. You know, he accelerates. There's no point. There is there is a thing that uh, uh, um, of going too fast that that can happen in football if you're going too fast, uh, you know when if you get if you're running ahead of your blocks if you're not giving your linemen enough time to get their blocks set up and you're just running, you know you're going to average two three yards a carry. Um, but as I mentioned, you know Brees Hall is averaging six yards a carry in 2020. It doesn't take a take a lot of time to figure out how. It's because he's so patient. And he allows everything to develop in front of him. And then once it's ready, then that's when he makes his move. He doesn't need to explode out and, and, and just run into a bunch of, you know, the back of his lineman. He, he lets everything develop in front of him, which is fantastic. And that's how you see 
those big yards per carry averages for these running backs is because they're patient. And, uh, and that's how stuff like that happens. And that's exactly what Brees Hall does. He's patient, 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 patient. All right, there you go. Breaks, you know, just a good running back. He's just a good running back. <clears throat> okay. So that was Brees Hall. Um, again, uh, he, he's going to be a, you know, he's in a very good offense with Brock Purdy. Iowa State had only um, already has a loss. They they dropped their first game of the season to Louisiana. Um, you know, if Louisiana keeps doing good things and they keep winning, that loss doesn't look as bad. Uh, and if Iowa State keeps winning, they're, you know, with, with the way Texas has played and Iowa State's already beaten Oklahoma. I mean, obviously Oklahoma and Texas are the are the two two big ones in the Big Twelve. I mean, you can you know West Virginia is a threatening team. Um, but yeah, I, there's no reason that I, I don't see, uh, you know, Iowa state not winning the big 12. I don't see why they couldn't, um, you know, Texas might get them. Um, but, uh, but no, I don't, I don't foresee any, any reason why Iowa state can't run the table from here on out, especially with those, with those big dogs struggling in Texas and Oklahoma play, uh, this weekend, I believe. So they're, you know, Oklahoma might drop another game or, 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 uh, Oklahoma, you know, brings Texas down to down a peg and, not, and that just helps Iowa State even more. So the more Iowa State figures out this offense and, and Brock Purdy um, figures out exactly what his role is and and, uh, and and they keep handing the ball to Brees Hall and he stays healthy and the line keeps doing their, their you know, what they're supposed to be doing uh, and the defense can somehow, you know, Big 12, they're, they're not known for their defense, but hopefully Iowa State can, you know, step up their defense a little bit and, I think I think it's a good squad. I like Iowa State a lot. Uh, I, I like their I like their head coach Matt Campbell. I've, I've always been a fan of his. But uh, yeah, so I think Iowa State could could have a good year if they keep doing doing what they're doing. They you know they've proven they can win in in big time situations. And um, Oklahoma is you know obviously one of the most elite programs around. So uh, they took care of their business there. Um, but all right, but we are going to get into John Mechie. Uh, a, a receiver from Alabama. Um, yes, another one. Uh, they just they just keep cranking them out, man. You know, all the way back to Julio Jones, and then Amari Cooper came out of there. Um, I know I always forget. Uh, Calvin Ridley, Ridley uh, played for Alabama, who's now on uh, the Falcons as well, right? He played for Alabama. I know Riley. Yeah, Riley Ridley, the brother, played for Georgia, and Calvin played for Alabama. So yeah, so. And then, uh, you know, the recent ones, uh, Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs. Um, and I, I feel like there's another really big name receiver I'm kind of forgetting here that came out of, uh, came out of Alabama. Um, you know, Julio, Calvin, Amari Cooper. Uh, but anyway, uh, they got Demonte Smith now, Jalen Waddell, and then uh, and John Mechie really stepped up his game. So they got a, another trio uh, for Mac Jones who, you know, Probably the right guy to go for. Mac Jones seems like that prototypical Alabama quarterback. You know, the, he's cut out of the same mold from, uh, you know, the, the guys of the, of the past. John uh, Parker was his name. And then, uh, um, oh, he didn't start until senior year, but uh, he took him to, to a good season. So they, they seemed that, you know, Tua was the best quarterback Alabama's had with Saban, you know. And now they, they got the young kid from modern day, Bryce Young, the true freshman sitting behind Mac Jones. And I, I think it's absolutely fine to play Mac Jones and let Bryce, you know, use that red shirt 
step in next year when Mac is gone uh, and uh, and take over that because that you know true freshman is a true freshman and you know yeah you played for modern day you played some of the best high school teams in California and the best high school teams in the in the country but you know it's one thing to to do that as a senior for modern day but to step in for Alabama and play as a true freshman um, I know Tua did it but it's a tough thing to do Jalen Hurts he was a good quarterback you know obviously he played good quarterback for uh for Alabama as well but anyway all right we're going to get into John Mecha here his 180 yard day uh through the air two touchdowns um yeah he uh he burst onto the scene so let's uh let's check out Mechi and let's let's see who the next star for Alabama football is okay Uh, Mechie is number eight. Uh, I know you can't really see, but you know he's he's going to be here at the top of the screen, one on one press coverage, um, and Mac Jones is gonna is gonna find him. So he does a great job of, of using his feet uh, to to break separation right at the line of scrimmage. Um, he, all he does is accelerate, <clears throat> kind of makes it look easy, but right off the line of scrimmage, you're going to see his his foot, uh, footwork there he's gonna you know the, the press coverage he evades that he gets to the outside and then he just kind of turns on the burners and then he, he he makes a fantastic catch mac jones makes a good throw and that's just that's just catching uh throwing catch that's all you're doing playing catch backyard football really that that defender really doesn't do much it's it's that's just too easy it's too easy if you're that defender too easy here he is again, same play. As you can see, the defender never really gets a hand on. There's a little contact there, but really, this is just a free run for, for Mechie. A good find there by Mac Jones. Here we go again. Defender falls down. Different defender that time. Uh, here's a better angle at it. Well, I want to go back a little bit here. What I like here. You know, just a little thing to point out. He's he's calling out a blitz. He's helping out his offense. He he's out here, um, split out a little bit. He's he's pretty tight, um, but he's calling out a blitz, which is awesome. I love to see that. I love to you know you don't see, you know you don't see that very often from receivers. Well, obviously because they're split up. But here, hey, alert, alert, alert. I love it. I love it. Teamwork, man. It's a good catch. I would like to see him uh, continue to run. I'm not really sure why he starts to backpedal here. I don't know why, unless he just misjudges the ball. He makes a good catch, but he makes it harder than it has to be. Um, if he's right here, he's just keep running. Keep running. Let the ball come to you. Um, this And this is just a young kid thing, I, I, I believe. I've seen younger kids do this. It's just it's kind of your natural instinct to, to try to face the ball, and it's a hard – the first catch he made where it's over the shoulder, that is not an easy catch, man. That is so hard to do. Um, but here, he, you know, if he just keeps running, it's the same type of catch. And he might, you know, he might get hit out of bounds, um, but he might outrun that guy too. We don't, we don't know. And just keep running. You don't have to turn around like that. Um, no, it's a great, it's a good catch though. He just made it harder than it had to be. He just made it harder than he had to be. 
Here's another big play for Mechie. Again, just running down the field, just outrunning the coverage. Outrunning the coverage. Nice little stick there, double move. The defender bit way too hard. And again, just way too easy for John Mechie. Boom. And he's gone. That's that's six. <laughs> no safety help over the top. I believe the safety got caught um, covering a, a, a an intermediate route. I think. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I'm not sure where the oh, the safety's here, but yeah, really good play by Mechie. I love I love the route, the little stick outside, and, and then the acceleration. You know, he, the head fake and everything, it, you know, it's great. It's not just, it's not a lazy, lazy fake. It's a good fake. It's a detailed fake, if you will. Detailed fake. All right. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be it for tonight. Um, I wanted to go over Brees Hall. I wanted to go over John Mechie, two guys that really um, came through big time for their programs and, and were instrumental in wins for Alabama and Iowa State. Um, Alabama continues to, you know, impress. Clemson continues to impress. Um, those two teams, you can kind of lock them in. I'm not really sure who in the SEC can stop Alabama. Um, now maybe Georgia. I'm not too confident in that statement. Um, Auburn and Alabama always play a good game. I mean, the Iron Bowl is always a good game. Bo Nix for Auburn is is a good quarterback. So it's gonna. I'm sure that'll be a competitive game. I just think. Alabama just has so many horses. Um, I think it's, I think it's all roads lead to Alabama and Clemson again. I, I, I just I don't see any any other team that can really make a case for that. You know, I, Ohio, well, I mean, obviously when the Big Ten starts playing Ohio State, you know, we'll see what they can do. Um, Penn, uh, Penn State should have a decent team. Uh, Minnesota, they they have a lot of their guys back and. Um, as long as they have their head coach, they're going to be a good program. And then Pac-12 wise, uh, Oregon is is a popular name. And I don't sleep on USC, guys. Don't sleep on USC with that offense. Um, I think USC could could put together a really solid, good season. And and you know, with that, with the Big 12 kind of playing themselves out of the playoff this early, if there's an undefeated, and I know the Pac-12 is only playing seven games, and there's a lot of discussion going into that and. You know, how can you have a, a team with seven games on their schedule in a playoff over a team that has, you know, 10, 11, 12 games? You know, it's, I, I understand the argument. I do. Um, but, you know, does a does a two-lock, you know, one two-loss Big 12 team get in over a 7-0 Oregon, 7-0 USC? You know, how's that discussion go? What, what, where, what are your parameters there? You know, there's not, you're not going to have any common opponents. You're not going to have, you know, whatever, everybody playing a, a conference schedule, you're not going to see a, a big 12 versus a Pac-12, you know, until you get to the playoffs. So it's going to be an interesting discussion. One that I think is going to happen. It's going to have to happen. Um, someone in the Pac-12, I would assume is going to go undefeated. Um, if not, then it's, it's a much easier discussion, you know, and I would assume Ohio state, you know, could run the table up there. They might slip up once. Um, but no, I don't, you know, Alabama and Clemson, I think their roads are are pretty solid to, to be undefeated. Florida is a great team. I, I did forget about Florida and the SEC. Um, they could be a sneaky good um, 
good team who, who, who they they actually you know having thought about it now and, and remembering about Florida, they might sneak in and take that SEC from from Alabama. They that it's going to be Alabama Florida, uh, that's for sure for the SEC I believe. But anyway, a lot of good football um, is left to be played this season. We have a long way to go before we really know uh, who who the truly elite are and who the posers are and who can write the ship, you know, Oklahoma with Spencer Rattler is, is obviously down right now. One and two, um, probably going to fall out of the rankings. They went from, you know, a top 10 team to they're ranked 18 and, and now they're going <clears> to <throat> probably slip out of the AP top 25. I always thought those came out on Monday. So let's see, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Clemson remains number one. Alabama two, Georgia has climbed to number three. Uh, they actually swapped with Florida, which is interesting. Florida was three, and now they are four. Georgia was four, now they are three. So that's that's an interesting uh, flip there. Uh, Notre Dame, who was idle, I believe, didn't play Ohio State. Miami, Florida is good, but I don't think they're really going to compete with with Clemson and the ACC. Um, but yeah, no, no Oklahoma. Oklahoma drops. Um, completely out of the top 25. Texas goes from number nine to number 22. Um, and Iowa State is now ranked. They are now ranked 24 in the nation. So good for Iowa State. Happy to see that. SMU also ranked. They jump all the way to 18 as a 4-0 team. And BYU leapt from 22 to 15. Um, they are undefeated. Cincinnati is another one that jumped quite a bit it went from 15 to 11 uh, in Oklahoma State uh, they're you know I guess yeah they could they could run the table in the Big 12 they, they're three and oh but just that opening loss or the opening game uh, opening weekend you know they struggled a lot they struggled to, to really figure it out but last last two games they've they've handled business so that that should you know Oklahoma State Iowa State we'll see who can come out on top there but yeah I just I don't see a Big 12 team going to the playoff, as I mentioned already. But anyway, all right. Uh, very eager to see Big 10 and Pac-12 start playing. Uh, very eager to see uh, how things start to pan out here. But yeah, that's going to be an early night for the coach. Uh, early film, early film session wasn't too bad. Um, saw a couple, a couple young studs who were about to be very, very big stars. Um, not only in college football, but I think both of them have a lot of potential to reach the NFL. Um, just watching, watching a little bit of game tape on them, I think they have the intangibles that you that you look for as a scout, as a coach, uh, and as an organization. So, uh, yeah, guys, um, enjoy the rest of your Monday night. I will see you all on Wednesday. Um, yeah, stay safe out there. Be smart. Be good. Make good decisions. And uh, and uh, I just hope everybody has a good night, safe night, and uh, enjoy the rest of your Monday evening. All right, we'll see you in a couple days. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.